all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hi, Connor. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Outspoken Nutrition podcast. Laura, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So everybody, we have today with us Connor Moriarty, and he is a licensed professional counselor, and he does something really cool in his business called Reset Outdoors. He actually includes nature in his therapy and counseling and rehabilitation, and it's it's really just kind of amazing what you've done. So Connor, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about what you guys do over at Reset Outdoors. Yeah. Um, okay. So as you said, my name is Connor Moriarty. Uh, I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, which basically means I have a master's degree and a, a bunch of years of experience. Uh, specifically for me, my experience is in tra- treating people who are survivors of trauma. Uh, my specialty is trauma and recovery. Um, and, you know, by way of a little background, like, like many of my friends and colleagues who are also in this work, uh, I found myself maybe f- six years in to my career, uh, really struggling with burnout. Um, and, you know, all the signs. I, I wasn't sleeping well. I was irritated all the time. I was uh, dreading going to work, even though the work was incredibly meaningful and, and satisfying in a lot of ways. Um, I was putting on weight, you know, maybe having an extra beer or two when I normally wouldn't. Uh, just all these things kind of compiled over a year or so, a couple of years. And um, a good buddy of mine, who's also a therapist, invited me to go kayaking on Lake Nakamixon, which is, you know, right here near Quaker Town and the Lehigh Valley. And it was just a beautiful summer, kind of late afternoon. And after about two hours on the water, this question just, I mean, honestly, it sounds cliche, but it's true. It just popped into my brain. And it was, why can't we do this? Essentially sitting on a lake with our clients and our colleagues, because it felt so good. So I dove into the research and Unsurprisingly, there was a mountain of information that made a overwhelmingly clear case as to just how healthy and powerful simply spending out uh, spending time in nature is for us as human beings. Um, so, essentially, as a last ditch effort to kind of save my career that I still love so much and loved very much then, even though I couldn't figure out why it was uh, stressing me out so much. Um, we started Reset Outdoors and the whole idea was to help people reconnect with the outdoors as a tool for self-care and healing. Um, so our sessions, we offer traditional psychotherapeutic sessions in office. Like you mentioned while we were talking before we started recording here, we have seating and some of the rooms we have couches and that's for people to relax and chat with their therapist. Um, like we all kind of are used to thinking of, but The other thing that we do is we offer those sessions to take place outdoors, whether it's in local green space or on local waterways. Um, And in those sessions, there's not necessarily the expectation or the requirement for our clients to talk uh, because we know that they're going to get a couple other really healthy things, including some gentle exercise, which is maybe a gentle stroll or maybe a more rigorous hike or maybe paddling on a local waterway. 
Um, but you're also going to get the powerful goodness of simply spending time outdoors. Um, so that's one half of our business. The other half is we've started working with companies and teams uh, to help them bring essentially the same philosophy into the workplace as a way of improving team performance uh, as really as a professional development strategy. Um, and it's, it's just been a blast. It frankly beats sitting in the office all day. Um, Absolutely. And you know, I love the fact that you guys did something so simple and we were talking about it before, you know, when you're young, a kid, a teen, and you're going through some kind of angst or emotions, you know, your kind of nature is to get out of the house, go for a walk, you know, maybe you're going for a hike or just walking through the woods or your favorite creek or pond. And, you know, that's just kind of second nature. Teens don't really think about it too much, but there is something very calming um, about nature, almost like a second calling for us. Yeah. And I, you know, there are a couple really intuitive reasons as to why that works. The first is you're creating a little space, right? You don't feel like you're hemmed in or maybe the very least you're, you're getting a little bit of distance from whoever you're having a conflict with, even if it's like your own mind. Um, but also what we know from the research is that in as little as five minutes spent outside in natural light, it doesn't even have to be deep in a forest, right? Just being able to see clouds, being able to feel the breeze, being able to see sunlight or moonlight um, reduces cortisol levels measurably in our brains. And cortisol is a stress hormone. So it makes perfect sense. We notice we can, if we pay attention, we can feel these effects happening in a very short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny because uh, me and um, another business owner, uh, she's a friend of mine, and we have, we call them coaches meetings every, like once a month. And in the summer, we were doing the same thing that you and your buddy were doing. We actually meet on Mincy Lake to go kayaking and paddleboarding. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yep. Yeah. It's just such a great way to kind of, you know, vent something off your chest or run, you know, a new business process through and bounce off of each other. So it's really, it's kind of that reset that you kind of get when you're outdoors. Exactly. And the research also makes direct links between spending time outside with other people or another person as measurably increasing empathy and creative problem solving. So it's perfect. It's the perfect meeting space um, for you and your, your, your other coach, right? I don't know your, yep. your teammate there, um, mm-hmm. your friend. And it's, it just naturally improves the way that we think and the way that we feel. That's so true. And now what I hear you saying to me is that I we need to go get snowshoes so that way when it snows, we're still outdoors. I, yes. And I would also like to encourage you to uh, get yourself some warm weather paddling gear and keep paddling through the fall because the, I'm sorry, cold weather paddling gear, get a wetsuit or a paddle jacket and uh, and keep at it. Because now, in my opinion, is some of the best paddling of the year. Um, the leaves changing, you know, it's just, it's just spectacular. You know, I didn't even think of that. I might have to look into that because 
you know, I have a hard-sided kayak, and they're great, but when me and her go, I just use my inflatable. Yeah. But that's pretty cold to get in on it when it's cold, but I never thought of a wet or a dry suit. Oh, yeah. I mean, a dry suit would be fantastic, but you can even get – um, it's essentially like heavy-duty rain gear uh, with where the sleeves and the ankles Velcro extra tight so water can't seep in, and um, it's not necessarily what you want to be wearing to go swimming, but – for getting splashed or staying warm while you're paddling, it, it'll help a ton. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, we can well, talk, I we know can... she's going to be listening to this, so you better get ready with our our, uh, our cold weather paddle gear. I'm ready. I'll send you some links. There's actually, <laughs> I'm not making a plug here, but there's uh, there's some good sales going on at a couple of places I look online pretty frequently for gear. Awesome. So. <laughs> you know, and it's just such a relief when you have, you know, I know from just dealing in the mental health field from my own family, the effects that have happened since COVID and the lockdowns and, you know, isolating people and everything like that. And that's been really difficult on so many people. So I think nature has played such a larger portion in having to get out and just keep that healthy mindset um, is that kind of what you've been finding through all of this as well? Yes. Um, yes. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a small business owner and what, at least from my perspective, is probably the most difficult time to be owning a business since since I've been alive. Um, and that's one small part of a much greater and I, you know, I always want to kick myself when I say this, but much greater unprecedented time that we're all kind of living through right now. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is the data is staggering. We're, we're seeing uh, reported diagnoses and even just self-reporting of experiences of anxiety increasing upwards of 300%. Depression is up, but this is CDC data, by the way, it's up about 400% and suicidal ideation is, has almost doubled since this same time last year. Wow. Um, it's, it's, and again, I don't mean to get doomy and gloomy here, but I think it really needs to be uh, discussed openly and addressed. But we know that the, from previous disasters that we have endured and survived as, as a society, that the, uh, the damage that will come from this, the psychological and mental health damage, the injuries that we are sustaining for some of us can be around for over 10, 12 years. Um, so it means that we need to be assessing and taking advantage of all the tools that we have at our disposal to um, take care of ourselves and take care of our communities. Uh, and it just so happens, at least here in the Lehigh Valley, that we are so lucky to have so much fantastic green space. Um, yeah. You know, to get out and, and de-stress um, and shift our perspective and, and rebuild our sense of well-being and, and recharge our sense of resilience, um, which is just it's what we're going to need to get through this. Yeah. And I love how simple that approach really is, is getting out in nature. Um, I know we are big campers in my family. We do a lot of camping and actually we couldn't even do a lot of camping this year because everybody else took all our campsites. <laughs> Good gravy. Yeah. That's a common problem. Uh, yeah. I, I get calls all the time from friends and clients and 
just folks in the community who are saying, oh, I used to, my favorite trail, I can't get there now without seeing 10 other people. And um, all I can say is, uh, you know, stay safe, stay, keep good physical distance. Um, yeah. And then just appreciate the fact that everybody's doing what they can to, to, to maintain and, and Absolutely. stay healthy. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, it was great to see how many people were really getting outside and really just enjoying nature because knowing how much that affects, you know, our overall well-being. It's interesting because I work in the manufacturing industry as a well-being strategist. And, you know, in the manufacturing industry, the words, um, you know, uh, geez, look, they just totally left my mind. (laughs) Uh, Happens all the time. When we start talking about, you know, meditation or quieting the mind or mindfulness, that is like they shut down. But yet when I work with them and we start talking about fishing or hunting or hiking or kayaking, suddenly the conversation shifts. Now they're listening because these are activities that so many people have enjoyed. They just never thought about it as a mindfulness approach. That's that's right. And uh, I think this is the trick is in trying to find or help people reconnect with the things that they are confident in working, right? Like somebody who's maybe heard of mindfulness or has a particular um, image of their mind of uh, in their mind of what that would mean and maybe who would be teaching them those skills mm-hmm. um, or maybe like me and this is my issue with mindfulness I know it works I've read the research I've had wonderful experiences with it but it's a practice that you need to maintain which takes yes. quite a bit of consistency um, which is something that I I struggle with I'm, I'm not the most uh, routine oriented person um, and it just I, I was never able to achieve the the quite the benefits that I had hoped to get from it. Um, but what we know from time spent outdoors, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, uh, whether it's fishing, hunting, even mudding in your truck, mm-hmm. um, dirt biking, mountain biking, snowboarding, skiing, um, physiologically, our bodies respond without us having to do anything. And I actually, this is just another thing that just blew my mind when I read this, but looking at the sky with leaves from the canopy of a tree or without leaves, just the clouds going by has been shown to have the same impact on our brain as meditation. You know, I love that because I, much like you, am not a meditative person. Mm -hmm. You know, it does. It takes a lot of training to be able to quiet your mind like that. And it's one of the reasons why I started going more towards something that people can already relate to. You know, they already know that when they go hunting, they're naturally sitting in a stand quiet because they're trying to listen to sounds. Or they're fishing and they're quiet because they don't want to disturb a fish. (laughs) So when I started using those kinds of techniques, now something that's something that they could relate to and telling somebody they got to go fishing is a lot easier than telling somebody that they need to, as somebody told me once in a workshop, I'm not sitting on a pillow with twinkle lights. (laughs) Yes. Yes. the, there are many paths to the summit, right? Uh, exactly. And I think 
I think this is something that uh, you and I and other people who are doing similar work really try to help do is to let people know that you don't have to sit in a pillow with twinkle lights if that's not your thing. Exactly. Um, if you find your thing and you know that it works, you can feel the difference between, you know, the day before at work and the day after spending, you know, six, eight, even an hour out in the woods. Um, that's all you need, that awareness and that confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, the one client that was the pillow and twinkle lights, he actually now carries his fishing rod in his truck. And on the way home on a rough day of work, he stops by the local creek just to throw a couple lines, as he says. That's, that is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, I love your approach to this. And I think it's an approach that's sustainable. You know, when you take something you already are naturally attracted to and bring it into part of your overall wellness and well-being, you know, that's just going to help create a lasting, you know, lasting change. And that's really what this is all about. It's about creating that lasting change that you're just going to be able to keep up with something. And I love your approaches on what you're doing from paddling and being outdoors and, you know, and bringing that also into the workspace. Because, you know, one of the biggest problems, and it's probably something that me and you need to get together on my manufacturing wellness podcast on, is, you know, one of the interesting things I've been finding out is how many of our wellness initiatives are causing more stress now. Because now it's got the stress and, you know, the workload. But now a lot of people are now looking at their wellness initiatives as even more workload. You know, now I have to go to this, you know, lunch and learner. I have to go to the, the business outing, the team building after work. And it's, it's really, we're trying to bring something in to help the workplace. And we have to change that mindset of the organizations on how we're handling this because there was a really good um, article and I'll, you know, just for sake of it, I'll throw it in the show notes here. But it was actually from uh, Harvard Business Review on an empathetic leader and understanding how some of these initiatives that we're putting in cause um, more stress in the workplace. Right. Right. Uh, that, that is something that I don't know about you and your, in your career, but for me, one of the most frustrating things in the world was some new initiative that was going to fix a problem that we were experiencing at the workplace, whether it was like, a, you know, and typically those things, especially now are PowerPoint presentations, mm-hmm. um, that are giving us information that maybe is a little bit new, but mostly is, is fairly new, especially when it comes to self-care and well-being. Um, and that is like the last thing you want to do when you're stressed out, you got deadlines, you got tasks and a list that's piling up. And now even more, you got your kids that are supposed to be on zoom, you know, going to school and everything else going on. The dog's running around with muddy paws. Like it's just, the list goes on and on. Um, and this doesn't even begin to account for just the persistent feeling of uncertainty and the lack of safety that a lot of us are feeling all the time. Um, so you're absolutely right. A one size fits all does not uh, approach does not work. 
um, yeah. and nor do hit and run strategies. And that's why uh, a lot of the work that we do involves um, one-on-one work to figure out what's going to work for the individual and uh, and then how that can translate to fitting in with departmental or team goals uh, or, or business as a whole. Um, and it's, it's slower, um, but much more effective and significantly more sustainable uh, as a result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I always tell people you have to be flexible and continue learning because you have to be flexible that things are going to change and you have to continue learning because new data always comes out and we're starting to realize one thing that we did isn't working now and we have to change it. So it's a growing approach. But the big thing is, is that you're growing with that approach. All, uh, my uh, wrestling coach in high school used to say that um, the day you stop learning is the day you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I've always taken that to heart. And I think uh, when, and I don't know about you, but I know for me, when the stress gets high, uh, I find myself looking for just quick fixes, something that's gonna yep. gonna fix things. But what I've learned in in my uh, eleven plus years of doing this work is that when the going gets tough, especially in kind of high stress, high stakes business environments, the thing that we've got to do is take a minute and slow down. Yep. Uh, and that's backed up by some really fantastic research. And I'm not not saying that we don't grow from difficult times. We do. Um, but there's a difference between pushing our brain into an area where it's not functioning optimally or taking the time to vent some steam so that we can see a little clearly, think a little more clearly, um, and really solve problems in a way that, uh, in a new and creative way, which is what is required now more than ever. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, you know, it's just, I know in the beginning of COVID and all that, somebody, forget one of the newspapers, they called this time the great pause. And, you know, through everything and through my business changes and everything that had to happen, the one thing that we did gain on that was I've learned to slow down. I've learned when I've gotten stressed and I feel like I'm running on the verge of burnout again, I need to take that step back and have a minute and maybe take a day off. Or maybe go for a walk outside or do something instead of just, you know, I think my habit was to naturally push through it. And I think this time has allowed me to realize pushing through is the wrong answer. And just like you said, slowing down is really what you need to do. And then once you slow down, you take a moment, you can speed back up again. And a lot of times you're going faster because you took that moment to slow down. That's right. Um, A perfect image for that, I think, uh, is an example that I heard from a philosophy professor in college. uh, And that's like the water feed line to your washer has a little clog in it. And if you get in there and try to dig it out while the water's running, it's probably not going to work. But if you turn the water off and reduce the pressure, sometimes it'll just fall right out. And I feel like our our brains are a lot the same way. If we give ourselves the time to reduce that pressure, uh, which by the way, a 20 minute walk outdoors does for us without really having to do much else. Um, all of a sudden it's like the pipes are flowing clearly again. Our our brains are 
able to approach tasks with refreshed focus, new creativity, usually just a slightly changed perspective. And you know that it's just a shift of a, of a quarter to a half a degree can make a big change in how you're seeing the problems that you're encountering. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Connor, I thank you so much for joining us. We had, this is great. I love the approach with nature and just, you know, going back to being simple and just going for a walk, like just putting that out there and letting people know that when you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling stressed, whether you can get out in nature and go for a hike or even the 20 minute walk, or like you said, even just standing outside and looking at the sky, the great solutions that anybody can do during that situation. Absolutely. It's accessible. It's in most cases free and incredibly effective with hardly any side effects uh, minus, you know, maybe a little sunburn or poison ivy, but those are easy to protect against. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Laura. It's been a pleasure. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about Connor and Reset Outdoors, visit ResetOutdoors.com. And guys, get out in nature, enjoy the fall, and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.